Welcome to the Lead Defend Podcast, a show designed to help you grow in faith and leadership as you navigate the stages of young adulthood. We address important faith topics and provide practical life tips, helping you build up your faith as you engage a changing culture. Now, here are your hosts. Hey, this is Ryan Scantling with Lead Defend Podcast. Uh, we're here. Brock's not with me this today. He's uh, leading a session, actually, for Lead Defend 2022. Speaking of sessions for Lead Defend 2022, Jamar, you just got done leading a session for us, and man, students are raving about it. So this is Jamar Andrews from Word Baptist Church, and uh, Jamar, tell us how long you've been at Word. Kind of, kind of tell us about your family, your background, and, and what landed you in Jonesboro, Arkansas. No, great. Well, obviously, it's an honor to be here, and uh, you know, I've been at Word so in. Uh, July of, of this year, I'll make 10 years that I've been back. Wow. And uh, and my wife, I'm, I, we, we're celebrating, a little, well, it'll be 15 years this year of marriage, and I've got uh, two children. My daughter's nine, and my son is six. And uh, what brought me back uh, to, to Jonesboro, I'm actually from Jonesboro. That's home for me. And uh, when I was in seminary, I just uh, sensed the Lord leading me back back home to, to preach the gospel. And That's right. Now, you, now, you're working on a doctoral degree, is that no, right? No, no. I, I was planning on doing that, but I have since stopped that process. Oh, dude, I don't blame you. Uh, and, uh, you know, we at Word, with, with COVID hit, when everything hit, I decided we're going to just lock in and, uh, you know, really dig into our community, really dig into uh, the opportunities that that's know, awesome in front of us and um, well hey I've always appreciated you you spoke a college retreat for us a couple years back uh, we actually spoke at the Southern Baptist Convention Pastors Conference yeah. and man I inspired lots of folks and so uh, you have leadership positions you have the opportunity to sit on the board of trustees at Williams Baptist University yes. and uh, yeah dude lots of cool <laughs> stuff and so tell us Jamar uh, tell us about your session here at Lead Defend okay. and, and kind of what was engaging to some folks there yeah well first off I, I had a great opportunity to connect you know, for two sessions. Sure. And uh, the title of the, the session was the, the Person of Jesus. And uh, specifically, uh, with those that were in, were in attendance, I just uh, pulled out key passages from the, the, the New Testament uh, and Old Testament that help us to deal with critics, to help us to deal with those who uh, want to use Scripture to help, uh, I guess, destroy our faith, to help us, you know, believe differently about, about Jesus. Wow. You so, know, because that's so true, man. I mean, Jamar, I've seen it more pervasively the last couple of years, but everybody wants to attach Jesus to their platform. Mm -hmm. You know, if I believe this certain way or this mm -hmm. is my agenda, mm -hmm. obviously Jesus would be on board with what I'm doing. Right. But you're saying there's like a definitive, we can find that this is who Jesus was and this mm -hmm. is what he did. That's correct. All right. And that's what we did. I mean, uh, you know, in uh, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 16, verse 15, you know, Jesus, he uh, asked, asked a, a, a very pointed question to the disciples there, just... Uh, says, um, uh, but who do you say that I am? And I and I believe that that is the most important question uh, in the entire world. What wow. what does a person say about Jesus? Who do you who do you believe he is? Because I believe that that ultimately lends itself to how you live your life now. Mm. Uh, but ultimately, it will have eternal ramifications. Sure. And, uh, and so, uh, I believe that the Lord has clearly articulated. In Scripture, uh, yeah. who He is and how we need to understand Him, and how we need to to deal with uh, 
his life and uh, the Absolutely. things that he said. So. Well, walk us through some of those passages, because you say they're passages that mm-hmm. uh, some folks would twist and kind of mm-hmm. kind of pervert in some ways. Yeah, well, what we did was we started off with what I believe is the most famous passage in all the Bible, and I'm going to ask you, what do you believe is the most famous passage in Well, all you the know, Bible? there was a survey done in 2010, and 90% of all Arkansans uh-huh. had memorized John 3.16. That's it. I don't know if you knew that, but <laughs> 90% of all Arkansans had it memorized in Incredible. 2010. Incredible. So that's right. That's the, you know, in, in both sessions uh, everybody said John 3:16, and I said you know what's so interesting though is uh, many individuals will take this verse to try to uh, attack the person of Christ really they will and I've, okay. and I've dealt with it many times so we'll just look at it and it's, it's a it's a one particular word that uh, is brought up whenever they make the the decision and for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And it's mm. that word begotten. Yeah. And uh, many times those who... Uh, yeah, because we don't use that a lot. I we mean... Don't, we don't. We don't. We don't. Uh, when was the last time you said, yeah, I begot, you know, this is my begotten. So here, here they all are. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, so what happens is they look at that and the meaning that they infuse there is created. Uh-huh. Um, and so there's a part of us as believers, and we'll talk more about this in some of these other verses, but... We believe that there are there's a, a aspect of Jesus, yes, that that, that is created. His his humanity sure. is created. That he was uh, born of a virgin. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but that word begotten is not uh, talking about him being a created being. It's it's him being unique, one of a kind. And so, yeah, some translations translate it one and only. That's son. correct. Okay, that's correct. And so we talked about the dynamics there. That that the, the translations are trying to help us with this. In this particular, I'm using the NASB. It's saying only begotten. So it's trying to let yeah. us know there's something unique about this individual. There's only one God mm-hmm. man, only has been and only ever will be one God man. Okay, so Jamar, like, yeah. uh, let's backtrack a little bit. Sure. Why is it important mm-hmm. for folks to know that Jesus wasn't created? Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> no, I, 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 let's just get back to the basics. Yeah. Why, why is that even important? Well, and, and a, a young man asked this very question, you know, because of the, the need that we have as hu- human beings. Uh, we, we have to have in the sense, a mediator who can now bridge this connection between God and man. We need a, a mediator. So thus, you know, in in humanity, there's no human being that mm-hmm. is that is going to qualify in life, in sinlessness, all the such. So we have to have that divine side, that connection to be able to, to, to pull us. So thus, in his humanity, though, now he makes a connection with us. And sure. the example that I use is that um, we have to have that mediator, but the connection, though, is that for life to happen, there has to be sacrifice. Yeah. Every, nobody is alive, living right now physically without someone uh, in the past sacrificing or something in the present sacrificing. Mm. And I just used the, the easiest example was our, mo- our mothers. Sure. Right? They, they, they carried us for months. They, we, we needed them to be able to survive, yep. to, to live. So they sacrificed so that we might be able to have life. Mm. Uh, once we were born, th- that didn't stop, whether it was milk or whether you went to the store to buy it. Or, you know, whether you, you know, went and bought your groceries, at some point somebody had sacrificed. But more importantly, in our session today, Chick-fil-A was what was for lunch. And I asked them, I said, in order for you to enjoy that chicken sandwich, be able to get the nourishment for life, what had to happen to the chicken? Mm, it, had yep. <laughs> it had to die. It had to die. I believe we see that even in, in Genesis right after, you know, sin enters into the yeah. human race, that sacrifices made God makes the coverings, correct? Mm-hmm. So for us, that sacrifice has to happen. And so whenever we look at that sacrifice being made, 
you know, Christ as the God man, that sinless perfection, the same was true for us to have physical life. It's also true for us to have spiritual life. A sacrifice has to be made and has to be approved and has to be perfect. And so thus, that's why we need that. So, Jamar, you're kind of getting to two different concepts here. Uh, one, we need to know who Jesus is. Correct. And two, we need to know what the Word of God says yes. about Jesus. Absolutely. Because sometimes we can be blind to, mm-hmm. okay, I, I know John 3, 16. I've memorized right. Right. it, but... Man, somebody could come with me at that word, and it just completely derail things that I believe. And and if I adopt the mindset that Jesus has been created, Mm -hmm. it just diminishes my faith. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a good word. So, so what are some of those other passages? So, so, so then you know the challenge now that I did, you know, I was the skeptic. So I said, okay, you know, I hear what you're saying, you know, Christian people. Sure, sure. But uh, what what about in John chapter 14? All right, well, I'm turning there myself. John John chapter 14, 14, verse 28. Because y'all keep trying to say, you know, all this divinity and divine and, you know, all these other things. And, um, and so when we, when we look at this particular passage, uh, it says this, You heard that I said to you, I go away and I will come to you. Uh, if you love me, you would have rejoiced because I go to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. Mm. And many of those who, the, the skeptic, those who want to make a, a distinction um, that, that says that Jesus is less than the Father. Jesus is not God like the Father. Like that there, there's sure. this, this hierarchy, if you will, and Jesus is less. They will come right here and they will say, even Jesus, you know, when he was here, mm. he said that the Father is greater than I. And so yeah. I just challenged the, the, the students. I'm like, look, I need y'all to help me with this. How do yeah, I what does this mean? This? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How do we understand this? And so, you know, uh, the, 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 the key here is that word greater. How do we understand greater? Mm. Um, a lot of times for us, when we hear greater, we think better. Uh, we, we think this has to do with the, the quality of something. Sure, yeah, I would say this, this sandwich is greater than yeah, another sandwich. And, and I, I would be inferring, like, uh-huh. oh, I like this one a lot better. I that's prefer correct. this one, at least. That's this one has a higher standing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, the, but that's not the only way to understand that. Sure. And for sure, that's not what Christ is saying here, uh, because obviously he's connected the oneness that they are connected. So here, this has to do with position. And that's why I told him that when we look at this, mm. at this point, at this moment in Jesus' life, uh, he is not in heaven. Uh, he is on earth. He is taking the form of man. He is a servant. And uh, so this has to do with position. Positionally, the Father is going to be the one that's going to pour out his wrath. Positionally, yep. the Father is one whom he is following. So positionally, yes, he's greater, but not in terms of quality. Mm. Uh, he is not greater. And uh, and so we just looked at Philippians 2.7 to highlight Yeah, that. it would be true that Jesus, Philippians 2.7, humbled himself, and so he lowered himself. I mean, right. Hebrews also references that, that, that he that's humbled it. himself. That's and correct. So. Became a servant, was found in the likes of a man, yeah. uh, took on the form of a man, uh, and so ultimately the, the illustration I used, and not all illustrations can, can, I believe, carry the understanding that we have here, but I asked them a question. I said, uh, kings, when you think of kings, you normally think mm-hmm. crowns, you think robes, you think castles. Right? Sure. If a king decided to take his crown off, put his robe down, step out of his castle, and wear the clothing of common people, does mm-hmm. he stop being the king? Wow. And obviously the answer is no, he does not. So yeah. the same way Jesus steps out of heaven, you know, all the glory and the praise and the worship and the honor, he decides to put on the clothing of flesh and he walk among us. He has humbled himself. Humbled yeah. himself. He does not stop being God. He does not stop. Yeah, so his position that. has not changed, Correct. but he has humbled himself. Correct. 
That's yeah. incredible. And, and so, it's, so why is that distinction so important? Yeah. Like, well, why is it important to know that? Yeah, because it's still there again. It highlights us back to the point, the position of being able to be that A, that mediator, that, that connector. Sure. That we can now have a relationship with God. God took the first step toward us, uh, even though he was regal, even though he was king, he was willing yeah. to now come. And uh, But on a practical level, uh, he understands the human experience. So mm. he, not, only, not only does he have the power and the ability to do something about it, but he also understands what we need. So practically, as we live out our daily lives, we're not praying to the Lord. Yeah. And he's he's aloof or distant, but he also he knows yeah. what it's like. He's sympathetic to us. I, I, yeah, I, he understands absolutely. our needs. Um, absolutely. Been tempted in every way as we are. Yeah, that's, that's what the word says. Wow. And, uh, you know, and then we could do all of them, but that was another one that I wanted to to, to highlight. Yeah, that let's I hit felt it. like it was most important, and and um, and and that's the title, Son of Man. Wow. Uh, Son of Man. As a matter of fact, uh, in the in the New Testament. You know, there are different titles, different ways that Jesus uh, is, you know, you have the good shepherd, you have king of kings, you have Lord of lords, you have son of God, you have all these different Mm -hmm. ways. But the son of man is used most often, uh, I believe, 88 times. Wow. And so Jesus says, son of man, son of man. And and now correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of those are the book of Mark. That's correct. And Matthew, is that right? Also, you have Luke. We'll look at one. You can look at Luke 9.22. We'll look here just in a a moment. And that's a very important one, Luke 9.22, where he he highlights the son of man. He talks about his his destination, the destiny that's set before him for crucifixion and death. I had a a, a gentleman challenge me that Jesus never said that he was going to to die. Wow. Uh, But obviously in Luke 9.22, it's exactly what he says. Yeah. But the good news is that's not the end of the story. Mm. So, uh, but you see this son of man, son of man, and so many times, uh, you know, we'll be challenged. This is his humanity. Well, here's the reality. We agree with that. Absolutely. That Jesus was a human being. That 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 he was tired, that he slept, that he that he was thirsty, that he cried. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we don't discredit that. Sure. But what we but just because we say he was a human being, that's not all that we're that's saying. And, right, and I yeah. don't believe that that's all that, that Jesus is saying when he used the Son of Man. Sure. And so I just, I, I, I brought as a, a text for them to, to consider uh, from the Old Testament in the book of Daniel, uh, Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. I'd love for you to read that because I, I think many times we for, forget this, that Jesus, you know, this word is prophetically speaking of him. And uh, there are some key characteristics in this text that uh, are only attributed to, to the Lord. Sure, and we're saying Daniel 7, 13, and 14. And uh, I read out of the CSB. It's not any more holy or inspired, Jamar, but it was translated on an eighth-grade reading level, and that really helps me. And so it says 13, 14, I continued watching in the night visions, and suddenly one like a son of man was coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was escorted before him. He was given dominion and glory and a kingdom so that those of every people, nation, and language should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will not be destroyed. Absolutely. So when you just go back back to verse 13, obviously, sure. we see that phrase, son of man. Okay. And, and this is very unique here. And I believe that Christ, when, he, when he's sharing these things, specifically there is a, there is a reason why he's using wow. this particular title. And you see these things, you, you read it quickly, so let's just back up. You see the first thing it says, I believe it says, what, dominion? Uh, in verse 13, uh-huh. and suddenly one like a son of man was coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was escorted before him. He was given dominion. Dominion. Secondly. He was uh, in glory. Glory. And, and a kingdom. A, and a kingdom. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes they say sovereignty, right? And, yeah. then, and then we get the scope of this. Sure. That all people, <laughs> all nations, they serve him or worship him. Yeah. And then we get some 
it just, for me, fascinating. That, that's why I don't really worry about what all is going on in the world because I believe that the kingdom that he has is an everlasting one. Mm-hmm. And so it gives me great encouragement there. But these things, when we talk about God, we talk about his dominion. For sure, the word glory. Yep. And, uh, and then ultimately, you know, in, in that third movement, a kingdom that he's in control. And so, you know, helping them understand when we say son of man, th- sure. this is a very important understanding that there is a uniqueness about Jesus that nobody else carries. Yeah. But that, but just just because he was thirsty and he drank and he wept and and, and all those, that's not all that there is mm-hmm. to the Son of Man. That ultimately, this is who he is, and that's why we should worship. Jamar, one thing, and 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 you're not ashamed of this, but one thing that is inspiring about you is you love the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And so, if you could tell middle school, high school, college students, uh, young adults. If you could tell them one thing, just about falling in love with the Word of God, how, how would you challenge them? How would you charge them? Yeah, I, you know that that's a great question, and I think uh, for me to 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 look at this and to think that God, in His uh, love for us, would would leave us His Word that we can trust, we can we yeah. can trust it to allow the Word, you know, to uh, inform all of their life. You know, we we we're all gonna have to make some decisions about what's the authority in our life. Is sure. it gonna be our experience? Is it going to be tradition? Mm. Is it going to be some philosophy that we hear from a professor or from our family? Um, or, or ultimately, has God truly spoken? And, and I believe that that question was levied by the enemy in Genesis. Mm. Has God truly spoken? Because if he has, let me just tell you, that's all that matters. And if he hasn't, as, as Ryan just said, no, nothing else matters. If God has spoken, that's all that matters. Yep. And if he hasn't, then nothing else really really matters in my opinion. So to cultivate a love for God, I would say to to... You know, just like any relationship, uh, I think it's going to take some key things. Number one, it's going to take time. Yeah. You know, you got to be willing. I know a lot of times we don't like to read. You even said the CSB is on an eighth grade reading level. Sure. Sometimes we come to the Word and there are names and places and things yep. we don't understand. And maybe we're a little bit intimidated. I think most of us don't really read a ton. Mm. Uh, but I believe this is the mechanism by which God desires for us to come. So spending time in His Word. And also, uh, we have to be humble. You know, when you come, there might be times where you read things that you don't necessarily understand. Wow. And that's, that's okay because, yeah. you know, many times what I find is, is in our culture, you know, we just take information in. But I believe God is not asking us to read his word so just so we can know trivia facts. Mm-hmm. He's wanting us to live it out. And so many times the depth of our Bible study is going to be, is going to be, you know, I believe key to seeing the depth of our obedience. Yeah. So for, for a student, not only spend time with the word, but also do what it says, because I just find that God, as he, you know, speaks to you through his word, the more you follow it, the more yeah. you do it. Many times we are so deep in information, but so shallow in obedience wow. and walking it out. So those would be the things that I think would cultivate, you know, a, a life that loves the word and that's centered on it, and that's ultimately leading their life. You know, it's inspiring to me. We have more scripture than first century Christians did, mm-hmm. at least kind of all in one place together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Bible. You're holding your Bible on up the right phone, here, and uh, but we have far less obedience in yeah. some ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a good word. Now, Jamar, you mentioned professors, philosophy coming up from professors. Professors teach on college campuses, and there are two pretty good sized ones in the state of Arkansas: it's the University mm-hmm. of Arkansas, Razorbacks, and Arkansas State University in your backyard, um, the Red Wolves. And so where, where does your allegiance lay? <laughs> I'm, I'm a Red Wolf all the way. Oh, okay. I'm all the way. You know, that's where I went. To, I'm from Jonesboro. Yeah. That's where I went to college. There may have been a wrong answer there, but I'm not going to tell you what it was. <laughs> hey, I just want to tell you the truth. That's the key. Hey, that's fair. You know, that's I'm fair. Trying, I understand that everybody feels like, you know, there's one – Arkansas, you know, the Razorback <laughs> uh, D team. I just happen to be on the other side of the state. All right, that's but all I right. will say, I will say, you know, I'm I'm glad to see that there are 
you know, competitions between the two now. Hey, it seems like it. It seems like it. I, I think it's, it's great. I mean, it's unfair. Game. Arkansas State's never going to win a game. No, but, you know. That. Have <laughs> they ever won one? Have they ever won one? I don't know, actually. It's been so long. <laughs> so, really? Okay, tell me they about have. that the, one. The girl, yeah, the, the women's basketball team. Well, look uh, at that. Does, you know. But you know, but that might that's be the awesome. only one. Okay. But that's well, all we we'll need we'll for there to be. Hey, hey, hey that, that's right, that's right. <laughs> hey, Jamar Andrews, everybody. Hey, Jamar, if somebody that. wanted to look you up, how could they do it? I say, you know, you can always email me at uh, jandrews at wherebaptist.com. All right. Uh, that's probably the best way to connect with sure, me. Sure, put them on all your spam lists. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hey, thank you for being yeah. with us. And if you miss Lead Defend 2022, we hope that you'll come and join us in 2023. Yeah, thanks, brother. That's it for this episode of Lead Defend. To hear more episodes from the Lead Defend crew, visit absc.org slash podcasts. If you liked what you heard, rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening site. Want to learn more information about the next Lead Defend conference? Visit leaddefend.org.